Hello! Welcome once again to the Logcast. I'm your ever-faithful host, David Jones. And joining me is our almost equally as faithful host, Jeff! How you doing, hello, buddy? Hello, <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad you think of me as somewhat faithful. Somewhat faithful. <laughs> I, I only say slightly less because you've been doing it a little, not quite as long as me. That's so. true, and I've I've had several absences. Right, because you have not. Yeah, because you decided you want to have a life and like you know do things that create actual memories rather than talking uh, to a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this creates some good memories. Right, right, right. You know, you're too busy you know going to England and stuff sometimes. You know, that's true. One mm -hmm. year ago today. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess we can kind of slightly touch on that a little bit. How does it feel one yeah. one year on, Jeff? Um, yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking about it kind of the last day or two, and uh, it's uh, it still feels like a dream. It still feels unreal to me. Mm -hmm. um, I just I can't believe that it actually, excuse me, that it actually happened. And you know, like when I think back on it, it's just sort of like this whirlwind. Like I can't believe it was four days because it feels like it was just this snapshot of hours. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, if anyone wants to kind of look back on that, we have, like, how many parts did we do? I feel like we did, like, six <laughs> parts. Probably around six. Talking yeah. to so many people. So that's that's kind of, if anyone wants to, you know, relive that with Jeff, um, that would be a good way to do that. And just go back to those episodes and give him a listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it was pretty crazy stuff. And I, I still have a hard time believing that Rare, like, did that. Right. Know? I know, it's uh, just shocking <laughs> right it, it is it is very unusual for uh any type of company game studio or not to like interact with its fan base like that you know in fact that they you know they invited people that weren't like massive big youtubers or anything they just they took people mm -hmm. who were passionate rather than people who might theoretically have quote-unquote more influence and mm -hmm. i thought that was really totally. cool and showed that you know we want people to be here that want to be here which was pretty totally neat. yep it was yeah it was really cool of them to have the contest to to do it and that kind of the whole reason behind it you know was to, to just make a e3 trailer which is really cool yeah pretty cool man yeah so anyway um how was your week, Jeff? Any games? Anything crazy happening? Well, let's see. The week itself was pretty good. Um, work was a little crazier than usual. I was, for like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I was the only person on my team there. So, a little stressful. But um, gaming-wise, kind of the usual. I played Rocket League a lot. Um, <laughs> I Let's see. I played... I played... God, where did I play? <laughs> Um, I'm sure I played a little bit of Yuka, a little bit of Donkey Kong Country 2 I did play this week on the Wii U Virtual Console. Um, and I feel like there was one more. That's okay, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, mostly Rocket League. And, it, you know, I don't know, there's there's some days and, and some even weeks where I'm like, I love it and I, I play really well. And then there's other days where I'm just like, oh, I'm awful and... This was one of those weeks where I was awful. Well, I'm sorry. That's me That's every okay. time I play that game. 
You just got to play it more. Play it a couple times. I suppose it's, I, I, it doesn't like click with me the same way it does with you. Like you really, really enjoy it. I'm just like, eh, yeah, it's all right. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. So speaking of games, what have you been doing? How's your week been? Um, I haven't played that much games this week. Um, mainly Mario Kart 8. And um, the other day I stepped into uh, Destiny again. So I was a little bit excited by the Destiny 2 trailer. So I was like, let's let's see how the first one is right now. Hmm. Yeah, so it was all right. I, w- I have a love-hate relationship with the Destiny series. <laughs> yeah, I, I just never... It just didn't appeal to me originally, and the new trailer didn't really do anything right. for me. So, Well, I feel that the game, the, mechan- the mechanics, gameplay, and engine, how everything looks, everything looks and plays really well. Mm-hmm. It's just that it feels like there's not a whole lot of game design at times. And, and the lack of content at launch was really disappointing. Interesting. So, yeah. It's like the, the the act of moving about the world and shooting things, though, is really, really fun. And I really love the engine and graphics and all that. But yeah, I just wish there was more to do. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I'd heard that originally that didn't have a lot, but that mm-hmm. each subsequent update... they kind of got it up to what it should have been i guess right yeah there's still there's still a bunch of flaws in my opinion though like there's Mm -hmm. i still feel like they kind of give the middle finger to single player uh players well yeah i don't think it's meant to be single player at all so (laughs) well yeah i mean that's the whole that's obviously if i have the option i'll obviously do it like that and then complain about it but fair enough there's there's a couple things that are near impossible to do by yourself and that really bums me out gotcha so, yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. And other than that, as I said, just Mario Kart because Mario Kart is awesome. And yeah. Yeah. Jeff I just thought of what else I played this week. It was um, I played a little bit of Lego Star Wars and uh, The Force Unleashed. So. Cool. Yay! I I didn't really have that good of a time with either. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh well. I I had played Force Unleashed years ago on the 360 and and. I'd gotten it a couple months ago, I think, when it was added to backwards compat. Um, but yeah, it's just—I don't know—really not super fun. It's not bad. But. Yeah, I played a demo of it back in the day, and that was kind of my same impressions. Yeah, it's—I don't know—it's like your typical third-person yeah. combo thing with Star Wars characters and your bad guy. <laughs> but I don't know. It, everything sounds fun. It just—it's okay. Yeah, it's alright, and I don't know, I wouldn't mind them doing something else in that vein, um, now that yeah. they, the games are in the same canon. So that's another reason mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not so much interested in this older stuff, because I know that like all this stuff is going to be completely invalidated by the canon content coming out. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that's a bummer. But, yeah. um, I feel like it's similar to like the Arkham series, mm-hmm. the Batman ones, kind of. Um, maybe loosely, but I feel like if that team was given the chance unless it was made by that team but i actually don't know who developed these but um yeah i just feel like if it played and flowed like that i would enjoy it a little bit more right so. well ea is making a crap ton of star wars games so i wouldn't be surprised if one of them was like that <laughs> that's true <laughs> and, uh, i i feel like the floodgates are probably gonna probably kind of start with battlefront 2 because since they got the star wars license they put like almost every single one of their developers on the Star Wars game, even like respawn. 
Yeah. There's like respawn motive dice, and I think there's a couple other high profile ones too. Oh, uh, Visceral, who did like the Dead Space series and um, all those games. Mm, They're okay. make this is the one I'm really excited about. Not to get off topic, but it's it's the Dead Space devs helmed by Amy Henning from uh, Naughty Dog, who they've brought on to sort of uh, helm that team for a Star Wars game. So I'm I'm super excited cool. about that one. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep, yep. And yeah, I think that's about it for our fantastically exciting weeks. So, I guess we should move on to the news. All right. So, there was a new Sea of Thieves video today. It was uh, called Behind the Scenes PC. And it was, shoot, I should have remember the names of the two dudes in it. Do you remember their names, Jeff? Yeah, it's uh, John McFarlane and Ted Timmons. There you go, because you're probably friends with them. <laughs> uh, I know John. I, you know John? Ted actually okay. got hired like, with, like, within a month after I visited. Like, their faces look familiar, but I couldn't like, remember who they were. But I don't think there's really anything particularly new revealed in this one that I remember. I mean, they kind of just were sitting in uh, chairs chit-chatting about the pc version um right was there anything particular relevant that i might have missed i I think the big takeaway was um that they were talking about what their kind of goal and objective is Mm -hmm. for this first uh pc technical alpha which is starting actually today saturday um the the big thing was that they want to give players um well, not give players. They, they're going to have the system essentially testing its auto-detect functionality when right. players launch the, launch the game for the first time um, to see if it gives a good experience based on what they think it should, um, based on you know it detecting CPU speeds, GPU speeds, RAM speeds, RAM capacities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they were talking about how like the UI doesn't have any of the sliders you would normally expect for video because they want it just to run on auto-detect mode, Um, but that they are fully aware of what the gamers demand. There will be an FOV slider, there will be all the different like graphics qualities, texture Mm -hmm. qualities, etc. Custom resolutions, yada, yada, yada. So um, that was kind of the big takeaway for me from that video. All those things that those snobby PC gamers demand. Yep. (laughs) And in the background you could see like their mega rig, their kind of I don't know how much it costs, but it looks like a $5,000 computer, if not more, um, with like, I can't even tell how big the monitor is, but this like, I don't know, 27 inch, like super duper widescreen monitor. I approve. It better be 8K. You're not a pro if you're not playing at 8K at 120 frames per second. Yeah, probably not that much, but (laughs) (laughs) it's a, it's a nice little monitor they got there. Nice. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it for that video. I mean, there was other little tidbits here and there and stuff yeah, we the, kind of heard. There's nothing that's super standard out to me other than like what you'd expect. Yeah, exactly. Like we're making a PC version. We're paying attention to PC players. Here are things we're doing. Yeah. Well, it was interesting, I think, um, hearing Ted talk about, because he's oh. the uh, PC design lead, was, you know, you, you sort of, and this was kind of paraphrasing his words, but like you go into this thinking, okay, it's feature parody. It's, you know, pretty much the same as the Xbox one. But once you get in there, you kind of have to think about how the menus 
work and, and think, you know, just little nuance differences and control scheme differences for, um, for PC players. And he's like, it ended up being a lot more than they thought at first, you know, took mm-hmm. something they thought would be, you know, a couple days was ended up being a couple weeks and stuff like that. So, you know, things you don't think about, I guess. Right. Yeah. So. Always cool to get a little bit of behind the scenes. I think that's about it for that topic. Um, there was also a... This might actually be going on right as we're recording this. I'm not sure if it started yet. But there's a rail, a rare panel at uh, something called Revival the Rivals 2017. Yeah. Um, I can't remember that. Is, it, is that in Birmingham, Jeff? You know? Yes, it's in Birmingham. That's what I thought. I thought um, it was in Birmingham. And Kev is actually there. So. Yeah. So we um, it, started, it started about an hour ago. So next week, we're probably going to take a break from ukulele and uh, go through that, uh, what happened there, see if there's some exciting stories, which I imagine there would be. I don't see how there couldn't be. Um, Right. It's it's Kev Bayliss of Battletoads Donkey Kong ukulele fame, Uh, formerly the art director at Rare and currently the art director, I think, at at Platonic. Chris Seaver was supposed to be there, but Kev reported that he was ill, so I don't think he was on the panel. And then Sean Pyle, who's his uh, his co-developer at uh, Gory Detail, also formerly of Rare, and was one of the main programmers on Conquer, and also Chris Marlowe, another one of the main programmers on Conquer, um, are there. So, cool. pretty sweet it's yeah. panel. Yeah, and next so week should be like exciting. Good, good topic of conversation. See if uh, Chris Marlowe busts in some impromptu opera or not. I have a hunch that somebody will ask and that he will. I, I, I wonder if he ever gets tired of that. Not according to everybody at Rare. He, he does it pretty, pretty right. often because everybody wants him to. Right. I mean, he did it three times for us while we were there, which was awesome. First time was just we were in one of the barns and <laughs> we weren't allowed to have our, our phones or cameras in the barn so we were all like at lunch the next day could you do that again because <laughs> we want to record it and mandy mandy sang with him so right cool and then our last night there we went out to we went a little like bar hopping eventually uh, essentially and um we went underneath an overpass like walking back to the hotel and um i just started singing it and he joined in because the the acoustics were really good under the overpass <laughs> Right. At like two in the morning, you know, no big deal. Yep, I, I've seen the video. <laughs> the thing, I think, I think, didn't aren't both of those occasions in uh, Mandy's uh, uh, London vlog she has up on her YouTube? They are. Yeah. Uh, the, if you ever check London those vlog. out, you guys should. They're really good. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wonder if uh, that's like a, I, I feel like every time someone new must start at Rare and they meet Chris, it's probably like, it's probably a thing that happens. I hope so. I would like to think so. <laughs> oh, you're Chris Marlowe. You're the great Mighty Pooh. So could you? <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like that's what happens. Anyway, I think that's about it for the news. And yeah, pretty slow news yeah, week. Very, very slow news week. Um, I think the closer we get to E3, the less news we're going to get. Yeah. During Everyone's weeks. on blackout until yep. E3. And then when the curtains exciting. will be pulled back and we yep. will all see Mr. Pants 3D World. <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> we can hope. We need this, man. We need this. All right. So, um, with that out of the way, uh, let's move on to our main topic.
So, if you haven't gathered by now, our main topic is going to be Ukulele World 4, capital Cashino. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I think it's just Cashino. Cashino. Is it bad that I legitimately did not notice that H until today when I was putting together the doc? I just really? thought it was. I would always call it Capital <laughs> Casino. Did, did, did you watch our review with friends? We have, probably should have mentioned that in the news. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you guys <laughs> should watch that. We just put that up. Um, yeah, was that yesterday? Yeah, that was yesterday. Um, Clay was working away did diligently at that. And he might have hospitalized himself of dehydration and starvation to get up. <laughs> Possibly. Inside. That's why he's not here. No, yep. he's fine. He's at a wedding, I think. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wrote and narrated it, and Clay edited the video part and put it together, and uh, it is live. Yeah. You should all watch that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and that we we discussed the Capital Casino a little bit. Mm-hmm. I yeah, it's it's kind of a controversial world, would you say? Um, to a degree. Ways, to a degree. I I think because of the bug. The bug, the that's the capital B, and yeah, I think everyone probably knows what the bug is by now. But um, if maybe, you did not, not, it is base. There's basically a way to not get every pagey in this world because it's. Basically, there's mini games and stuff you do. You earn coins, you get ten coins, and you turn in those ten coins for or a pay a pagey. However, because of the way saving works, um, where it saves after um, after a only seems to save after you what get a get a pagey, right? Yeah. So, yeah, basically, if you trade in too many at once, it'll like save once. And you'll lose your coins, and it won't save one of the pages, and then those coins will be gone. But you'll only have one pagey, which is yep. very unfortunate. So you got to be really careful in this world. Typically, I I would always try to do something else after I was done with Capital Casino, just to be on the safe mm-hmm. side before I turn the game off. Yeah, I think I saw online apparently you can just like if you go into the options and change the invert axis option, oh. it'll save every time you do that. Allegedly. Oh, cool. So. I yeah, I haven't tested that. it, but somebody posted that. That's a fun yeah, little tidbit. Everyone should do that because one yeah. of the strange admissions in this game is that there's no uh, save option on the menu. Yeah, really weird. Yeah, sounds kind of odd. Maybe they thought DK64 it wasn't needed had because banjo you know it saves when you off. get almost everything except for what the yeah. coins and quills. I think. Yeah, even the quills, it may save, or, or there just may be a timed save, something like that, because. Um, I remember in World 5, which I won't go into too much depth mm-hmm. on right now, but um, I had gotten some quills and then something came up that I had to essentially turn off the Xbox and um, the quick the quick load or whatever mm-hmm. eventually expired. I'd played another game or something. Um, so when I went back into the game, I, I expected that I had to go get those quills and it was just one specific area of World 5. So I was like, okay, I'll just run back to there. Mm-hmm. And when I went there, they were already collected. So. See, I, yeah. I had to go recollect quills before, though, when I've done okay. some sort of things. Okay, so, there's, so I don't know. there must be something. I don't. I know I hadn't gone to do anything else. I think I may have at least exited to the hub world or something, so maybe it saves when you do that. I, I really don't know. Yeah. I, I must have done something to trigger a save, but I just don't know what it was. Yeah. 
But anyway, you can get around that with the invert camera option, apparently. So, Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, go try that. Pretend it's a save button. Just pretend instead it says instead of saying avert, pretend it says save. <laughs> I don't. I get the feeling that they've got to include that in an upcoming patch. It seems really weird that it's not there. Yeah. Unless it was intentional for. The only thing I could think of is it was an attempt to kind of recreate the. Uh, the uh, quill to- or, um, it's not quills. The note totals in Banjo Kazooie, where you could you know sort of lose them. Yeah, no, I I don't but think I, I don't think yeah that. I don't really think that. But that was the only like logic I could think of behind not having a save button. So hopefully yeah, I don't know. I, I think they thought the auto save would be robust enough to mm-hmm. not run into that, but obviously it just isn't quite there. Because I mean, if you look at the auto save in like nuts and bolts, it literally like auto saves every thirty right. seconds or minute on its own as you're driving Cause around. I, so because I think. It doesn't even necessarily need a save option, but if you when you hit quit and think it should say, "Hey, do you want to save your game?" Yeah, that definitely. I mean, that that should just be a standard yeah. for all games in this day and age. Pretty much since the Game Boy era, that should just be an option. Yep. Hopefully, I'm hoping that'll be in the patch. But the patch has been in the works for a long time, so it almost makes me kind of optimistic that they're trying to put like everything that's a problem in a single patch rather than putting out a bunch so hopefully hopefully that'll be soon hopefully i i have a feeling the patch is done and they're just trying to finish up the switch version right maybe but, but yeah i don't know then there's all the certification stuff in each sheet i mean if they want to have uh, the patch go out at the same time they might be waiting for one of them to clear certification and i i mean it's been too long there's, i yeah. just don't think so i mean it's been a month and a half there's no way that's true but in my opinion but who knows We'll we'll see what happens when it finally hits. <laughs> yep, exactly. Because I mean, they've shown pictures of some of the new stuff they're working on. So clearly, the, on their end, they've made a ton of changes already. Just mm-hmm. a matter of uh, when we're going to get to play that. Yes. So anyway, Capital Cashino. Um, first impressions, Jeff. What did you think of this level? Um, surprisingly, I for myself surprisingly i i really like this level um it had appeared in some gameplay from ign i think like a month or two before launch and the the look of it at that point just it looked big and empty um and just uninteresting there's a lot of right angles and stuff and it was like uh this looks not so interesting but um honestly playing the level and, and exploring it i i like it um it's it's very shiny and golden. Um, very much looks like a you know Vegas style casino, mm-hmm. and um, it's 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 pretty good. I I like the music. I like the layout. Um, it, it maybe could have had some wings to it because it is just one giant room with a couple of just a couple of offshoot kind of doors on the edges, but. It would have been cool to have it more like a, casi- a real casino where you know there's like a different wing here or there and different themed areas or something. But I feel like it was another victim of of the short Kickstarter two year thing. Right. Yeah. Personally, I don't know. How about you? What are your first impressions? Um, on one hand, I think I, I think it's a really cool um, theme that I think they haven't done before. It kind of you know gave me kind of a flashback to like the Sonic the Hedgehog games where like casinos have always been like a big theme for that. On the other hand, I almost wish that they hadn't went something so out there when they hadn't even hit um, some of the other sort of expected 3D platformer types 
Like, I, I kind of wish that we had gotten, like, a desert or, you know, desert world, lava world. Just a couple of those other places that you usually expect before we got something kind of more off the wall like this. Mm-hmm. That being said, I still really liked it. And I thought it was very, very unique. And uh, the music was good. Um, I was slightly soured going in knowing about the bug. So it made me like hesitant to do more there than I had to to progress. Actually, the first time I opened it up, I got one pagey just because that would make the um, trouser appear to give you the next move if you got as soon as you got one pagey from the world. So I got one pagey, um, then just moved on to world five and didn't <laughs> like, yeah, I, I didn't swing oh, wow. back to the casino until um, I was expanding all the worlds to get to the final boss. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Because it made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, I I think I fell victim to the bug. I am missing two pages in that level, and I'm like ninety nine percent sure I've done all of the token challenges. So I think I think I've got a corrupt save. Oh, yeah. And those are literally the only two things in the entire game that I'm missing, which sucks because <laughs> I have all the like all the hidden pirate treasure. I have all the power-ups all the quills and just these two friggin pages from capital casino right. missing have you Very gone through like a video walkthrough and just make sure you've absolutely I, i've gone through a text one but yeah I've, i yeah. mean it's like okay i've done that i've done that i've done that i've done that like there's there's nothing left in the level to do i'm, I'm hoping when they patch the issue that they'll um be able to actively yeah. i i think so because it, it should be state detect and obviously the game can detect you've completed those challenges because mm-hmm. they're not available so it the save file's got to be able to like. There's got to be a way, through from a software perspective, to analyze that, see your token count, and then just say, "Oh yeah, definitely, you've completed this. You should have two more pages." Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's completely possible. I guess my my worries are they're going to see that it's going to be a little bit probably more complex coding to write that into the patch, and I'm wondering if they'll see that as a priority or if they're going to work more on the other just fixing the bugs in the future. So I think that's got to be a problem. I think I, I agree too, but I could see I, I, it's happened before in other games when they've had. I can't imagine that that's that like much that. code, though. I mean, again, it's right. just check the save state or you know the the state of each objective. Mm-hmm. If yes, tally, compare against token uh, right, right. token count, and then that's it. I mean, that's, that's I think that they will really because they're they're an indie dev and they don't have an overlord making stupid decisions like that, but. There have been issues like that in the past with my, with more, you know, AAA big budget published games. And they're like, oh, there's an issue. Okay, fix it. Screw everyone who it affected beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always that possibility. Right. I just, I feel like this one is an easy fix. Right, right, no. I, I, think, I think they're going to fix it. And it's just, it's just because, you know, there are a bunch of guys who make games who love games. And they make them because they love games. Right. And I don't think and they're going to do that. But. I think they, I, you know, I mean, the other half of that equation is that it was kickstarted and you kind of owe it to your backers, but I don't know. I mean, that's maybe a slightly entitled opinion, but I mean, that's essentially we're the investors and right. it's not really fair <laughs> to to us, but on the flip side, I, I can understand different things. So I don't know. We'll find out. It, I mean, we can all speculate. Yeah, I, I almost that, feel that... Um, that the release date we got should have been the backer release date and that the general totally release, agree the general <laughs> release date could have been um for um you know when this next patch comes out yeah 
the only I like I totally agree with that, but I think that from a from a marketing standpoint mm-hmm. for them, it, it you run the risk of you know people losing interest in it. Um, right. You don't have that hot word of mouth of the backers playing it right then. If they had done like a one week thing, you know, like okay, Kickstarter gets it April 11th, and then next Tuesday the general release, that would have made more sense. But right. That wouldn't have fixed any bugs. <laughs> That's true. I mean, there were a lot fixed since the re- like that. That was the one that really surprised me was the review copies that went out, which had which did which were even less passion than we yeah. And I, what we got mo- fixed most of the really really exactly. bad issues I mean, of that it's a huge patch. Yeah, the performance issues that made people give it really low scores and negative impressions. The f- mm-hmm. first few people who didn't play it on, though, I guess the per- the PC version wasn't was pretty functional even without the patch but the people who were playing it unpatched on consoles are having all sorts of issues right which thankfully seem we have mostly dealt with and i'm hoping this next patch takes care of the bug which is really the only thing that really really seriously distract detracted my enjoyment of the game that yeah it's just it, it, as i said the fact that i skipped the level like that like that shouldn't have been a gameplay path for me. <laughs> no, I should have went that not. level and enjoyed it, but instead I had this sort of dark storm cloud hanging over it when I got in. It's like okay, gotta be careful here. Gotta mm-hmm. worry about my game glitching, and that was kind of a big issue. But yeah, once I came back to it and decided I'm not gonna worry about it because I'm gonna play through this game again anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> once the Switch version comes out to compare, so I I really enjoyed it. It has a lot of unique stuff, and for as much trouble as the coin thing caused, I I did think it was kind of neat after a while. It's just a shame that it, you know, didn't work as expected. Totally, yeah. It's it's disappointing, but hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they'll redeem. Anyway, um, I believe this trouser only has one move here. Uh, yeah that's all i saw online when i was looking yeah. to do it uh, reptile rush which is it's like sonic spin dash except with more lizards. essentially <laughs> yeah that's a good way of describing yeah. it. it i thought it was it's a pretty kind of a fun move it's not i don't know i guess it is kind of used a couple times in other places but mm-hmm. yeah there, there's a couple places later on i don't think not, i can't remember if they're in this level or not where you have to uh Use the dash to get through a door before it closes. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's in this level. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And then there's the ones where you got to go up a ramp. There's uh, there's some glass that it takes the spin dash. I'm just going to call it the spin dash um, to break. So you'll go up a, ra- a, a ramp, fly through the air, then hit the glass and break through. And get yeah, through there's, the area. there's a few of those in this level, and then there's one in like Moody Maze Marsh. So yeah. Yep. So it's, uh, it's a fun move. Um, yep. Do you have any comments on that move, Jeff? Not a lot. I think it's one of those that it's kind of like a specialty move that you you only use in the puzzles that need it because I didn't ever use it outside of this because of just the reptile roll. Um, so I, I wish there would have been some reason to use it more just in the levels in general, but, it, you know, I mean, it. it I understand. It, it's very much a specialty move that not really that good for taking out enemies because you're better off just like doing the spin move right. and um you know you think of other ones like the sonic blast or whatever that one's called um you can use to stun or kill a large group of enemies so like that one's useful outside of um 
just those puzzles. So I don't know. This one in, in particular is not super useful, but it's fun. Like the little puzzle challenges for it are fun. There's a couple where you have to like hit a switch and then try to get to the end of a corridor before I think you're, that's the one you're talking about where you get under the door before it closes. Right. Right. Um, that w- those were some fun challenges and there'd be like electrical currents across the platform and you'd kind of jump and then slow down and go. And it was, it was fun. It was good use of it. Yeah. I just wish they would use it a little bit more. <laughs> that's true. He does have a lot of moves so, and they're not always all th- used all the time. Exactly. Yeah. But it's cool that they have them. Yep. So that's pretty much it for moves. Mm-hmm. Um, this this one has a bunch. Of, well, I mean, in addition to the normal mini games, which like the Minecraft and the arcade, we had oh, a cool. bunch of uh, slot machine mini games, um, yeah. which were kind of annoying. But then I got good at it, and then they weren't so much. I I really liked them, and I liked that they weren't all exactly the same. Right, like, like each one works a little bit differently. Yeah. Like sometimes um, you have to hit a different button to hit like the other like you know how they have right, the three whatever you, i don't know if they call them rollers the things that go down there's probably yeah. an official term for them but i don't know what they are yeah um, but you'd have, might have to hit the button on like the farthest left side to stop the roller on like the farthest right side and they would yeah. kind of mess with your mind a little bit mm. yep the one i liked the most was um the left and right would stop the left and right spinners when you stood mm-hmm. on them but then you basically had to stand on them long enough to line them up with the middle one, and then you just hit the middle one. Oh, yeah. Right that, one. that one was cool. took me a that little... fun. Like, not a lot, but it took me a couple seconds to kind of, like, figure out what I was supposed to be doing with it. And I was like, oh, okay, that's really clever. Yep. So, yeah, those, those were fun. There's... I don't know how many there were in the level. Like, a bunch of them. Yeah, and they just yeah. give you coins. So that's... So this yep. one, pay the pages are so unique here because there's, there's the slot machines. You can get coins. Some coins you just find... And yep. some coins you get by doing almost like, you know, type of things that you would normally get pages for. So right. you can do all three of those type of those sort of same type of activities to get the coins to turn in for pages, which makes what it I, very unique. Yeah, what I did like about that is that things in other levels that would get you a pagey in this one might only give you like five coins, which is like half a pagey. So it's like right. they were able to put twice as many objectives, well, not quite, but like almost twice as many objectives into the level because of that mechanic, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was very interesting. Yes. Now we should probably talk about the other two types of mini games uh, here, which is the Minecraft or Minecraft, Minecart, and um, um, the uh, the arcade um, machine hurdle hijinks, and I don't, yeah. I really didn't like uh, the Minecart, and you really didn't like the arcade, and I didn't. Yeah, like I, I didn't the like the Minecart on its own. I liked the boss, which we'll get to, but I did not okay. like the Minecart challenge. Um, and yeah, I hated this arcade game. It was too long. <laughs> it was a bit long. I, I didn't, I didn't really have a big problem with the arcade game. I yeah. did not do the high score pagey for it yet, so maybe that's when it gets uh, really annoying. But no, I mean if you if you beat it the regular one, you probably are going to be able to get the high score, no problem. Okay, but, I mean it took um, me like maybe three tries. I didn't think it was that bad. Once you oh, figure Jesus, out, the it took me like twenty. I was did it really? Oh my pissed. gosh! <laughs> I just I, if you fall behind or whatever once, like it makes it so hard to get back mm. into the groove for me. Like it'll respawn you and then you'll immediately die again or get right. you know, like caught behind something and not enough time to get over. I also don't like that. It makes you use the joystick instead of letting you use the D pad. Right. Um, I think that's a huge, huge, huge flaw because this one pretty much screams for a D pad. The, the one I had the most difficulty with was the world five one, the flappy Yuka. 
Oh, that one? No, see, that's another one. I I got it my second time. Really? Yeah, so funny. (laughs) And this is very common with everybody I talk to about almost all of their extra games except like one or two of them. It's so funny. Yeah, different people seem to just completely suck at different ones. Yeah, I mean, it just it's funny because it kind of shows people's different gaming like skills or natural, you know, like natural what they're good at versus what they're not it's yeah, I mean, just kind of funny i mean it's a, I mean, a lot of it might be based on i guess like all these arcade games are kind of inspired by you know different types of video games so maybe just totally people's gaming ha- habits have got them exactly. good at certain type of things yep so mm. and then um i think we didn't include on this list but there's actually a couple other mini games that i, I would classify as mini okay, games yeah. and they're like the um the was it kind of like plinko uh where you're kind of dropping balls from the top and there's like pegs um they're like on the walls of the left and right side oh of the right right oh yeah I um, you have to try and land five of them in the middle platform or stuff like that and there's one where you you stand on a thing to control the air up and down and i i really like those i think those were really fun um, I mean, most little, of them were fun time. one of them kind of frustrated me and that was the one where um you step on the button to make the air go up with the ball yeah that i one, didn't mind that one too much that one i thought I was like kind of hard and with, all the other ones yeah. were like pretty easy and really fun yeah they were clever it would it would have been more fun in my opinion if the controls were mapped rather than like you having to look at the thing but also run yuka around to different mm-hmm. buttons on the floor that was kind of annoying but like i mean it works it was fun yeah i thought it was i thought that was fine it didn't really bother me too much yeah so that's pretty much it i think as far as mini games i mean the rest are, are more like challenges like typical page challenges than mini games but mm-hmm. but yeah minecart we didn't we barely really touched on um, oh i mean we can yeah i just want to say that i hated this one <laughs> this is the, the this is the only minecart challenge that really like took me a long time to beat yeah it took me it took me a really really long time too. i think it was the second one i did do which made it like harder oh wow because because yeah. by the time i got to the other ones at least I, I mean maybe it's a good thing because this one kind of trained me about the mechanics and got my brain to click what i was supposed to do about you know how to slow down how to jump because you really have to use all right. those things or you just fall off here totally <laughs> yeah yeah and and you have to use them to like get to things down below where you get mm-hmm. more gold gems and yeah you've got to use them a lot or or launch at the right time to hit a b and then go right. flying to get a couple airborne ones yeah yep it, it was definitely a challenging one but i think you know after i you know failed at it like 15 times i you know it started to get to the point where i think that if i played it through it again I don't think I would have the same problems. Probably. That's kind of a way I think with a lot of uh, rares past games is it's really hard, but then it sort of trains and teaches you to the point where it it doesn't really become that hard on the second playthrough. Right. Like the turbo tunnel in battle. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's still hard. I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) No, I agree. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, expansion to the world or the slightly, disappointing lack, two doors opening there, uh, i know yeah i think it was just two doors yeah or maybe three um yeah it, uh, and and of those two doors like one of them was just this tiny little room where you're in like a glass cube and there's some enemies outside the glass mm-hmm. cube and you have to figure out how to kill them through the glass but what's weird about this one is you can actually like kind of see the blocked off places before you expand it, it, it like really right. confused me like the first time because I kept trying to get to them. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, same thing for me with World Two and the Isometric mm-hmm. Palace. I was really searching for an ice key. 
because I thought it would be a collectible. Oh, see, I knew going in that the Ice Cube was going to be an expansion because that had been talked about online so much. Yeah, so, I, had, uh, I had avoided that. I'd only seen it in a trailer. Oh, uh, so. okay. So, yeah. But I guess that's one of the drawbacks to you being out. You know, I think we kind of talked about how we thought it was going to be um, blocked off areas. You know, they're just going to appear. Right. I, I think yeah, that's exactly. kind of one of the drawbacks and reasons why they didn't do that for all the levels is then you see stuff that you'd waste tons of time trying to get to that you just can't. Yeah, totally. Here, I don't think it was that big of a deal because, you know, after I tried everything to get past those, you know, boarded up doors, I eventually gave up without too much struggle. Yeah, I didn't even try before. Did you? Oh, I did. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to get past. I need yeah. the coins. I need all the coins. I need to be rich. But, yeah. Yeah. So, it, th- um, this is the only expansion, I think, that is really kind of disappointing. Um, and it's kind of the yeah. reverse in World 5 where it's just the... The world is disappointing, and the expansion is super non-disappointing. Right, totally. <laughs> we'll get into that next week, or whatever right. we. I guess the week after. Um, yeah, I, I I wasn't super impressed with the expansion here. Again, I think this level fell victim to trying to rush. It had I had to have been. I just there's not really any reason that the expansion would just be like right. three teeny little room puzzles. Well, to be fair, the concept is kind of hard to come up with an expansion for. It's like because. No, because like what I said earlier, they could have done another wing of the casino. Yeah, that's true. That would have probably and it made could have been sense. like because this is Egyptian theme. They could have done any other theme for the other wing. Right. They could have done like black lights and made it look like Pizza Planet from Toy Story. That would have been cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would have been cool. I don't know. I I feel like they they blew an opportunity with that. Yeah, I, I still really like the world, but Agreed. just know do, that I when you too. go in, you're pretty much getting the whole world, with a few yeah. exceptions. Yeah. Kev mentioned that there's less stuff on the casino floor before the expansion. I don't remember anything being added to the casino floor personally, but um, I think there, I think there, I think he's right. Cause I think okay, was, yeah, because I think they add yeah. a bunch of even like quills in some places that weren't there before. That's pretty standard, yeah. Yeah, so maybe that, a few which is enemies. annoying. Yeah, so it's kind of weird because a lot of the expansion, trust those two rooms, a lot of the expansion just sort of happens in areas you've been before that you kind of got to okay. go up for. Them, yeah, sure. that was one thing, and we'll get into it in World 5, right. um, where, because that world starts out small, I collected all the quills, you know, or whatever, and then expanded, and then one of the areas I didn't ever go back to because I was like, oh, I already got the pagey from it, and got the quills but then when it expanded they added quills to that area i was really mm-hmm. annoyed yeah so i think there might have been like a lot that. of stuff in world four like that but yeah it's hard okay. for me to say yeah, I, I don't remember because of the way i did it because you know yeah. i mentioned that i really didn't do much of the level until right. i got expand later when i was expanding the worlds <laughs> so, so i did not okay. play the unexpanded yeah. version that much much yeah okay so um there's a boss in this level yeah, see, this boss, I really like this boss. I, I hated the minecart challenge, but I like the boss. I, I hated this boss. I see that a lot online. A lot of yeah, I know a lot of people boss. were like saying it was like the worst boss they've ever played and stuff like that. And I definitely, again, World 5 hated that boss the most. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, so this boss is on the minecart section. You basically beat the minecart challenge like you normally would. And then all of a sudden, a giant security bot which uh goes by the name inept which is weird because that was the name of the little one in the in the toy box demo mm-hmm. which he also again we'll get into it makes the cameo in world five um but a giant inept on the minecart rails and eventually the way the minecart ends it ends in a perfect loop around the central fountain of the level um so you basically are just on an infinite 
circle around the fountain to do this boss, which is cool, and it lets you kind of see the whole level in the background as you spin. Um, but yeah, what it comes down to is the thing will shoot things at you, and you you know jump over them. Um, kind of more in the vein of the Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropical Freeze mm-hmm. minecart levels, where some stuff kind of appears on your path before you, and you kind of have to jump and react. Um, versus like the older ones, where there's you know there's you see the obstruction on your path as soon as it enters the screen, like in the the two D ones for the SNES. Um, anyway, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. What was, I, I, what I was your not. feelings? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I need to go back and do it again. I got so frustrated with it that I was like, I'm not going to try this again until, um, I have full health and I haven't got back to it. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I will agree. I did that too. I was, I was frustrated at first. I did die a lot. Um, and I didn't go back and beat it until I had all my butterflies. Right. So, so, yeah. um, I, I get you. I got to the point, I think, where he starts chasing you. I was like, oh my gosh, you seriously, there's another stage? You can't do that. And yeah. that's that's what I kind of rage quitted, and I haven't got back to it yet. But I imagine once you have all the butterflies, maybe it's not too bad. Because um, I, I always have like the awful, extra butterfly but... tonic equipped at all times, too, because I think <laughs> that's the most useful. Yeah, I use that one for like probably three quarters of my game. Right. Um, which actually I, I need to actually go back and look through the other tonics because that one always seems the most useful that i haven't really played with the other ones because i don't want to give that one up gotcha okay. there's a couple with the power meter that are useful uh, the one that i've kind of stuck with long term is the uh the one that refills your power meter more quickly oh, like the okay. auto regenerate yeah i think i've um, that one before that one's pretty handy just because like again you can fly and you can roll and then it's like a much quicker cooldown period in between um so mm-hmm. yeah anyway um yeah the boss has like three or four different stages with you know and and it takes multiple hits to to beat him or whatever so yeah it's a uh, it's annoying but in the grand scheme i really enjoyed it personally right maybe with all the other things will be better because i know i remember reading some people on neo gaff who were saying that this was the hardest boss they've ever faced in a video game <laughs> Jeez, maybe no, was like, maybe uh, might just be speaking to the types of video games they've played. Maybe they pretty were dramatic. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, like I struggled way more with the World Five boss than this boss. Right. So a World Five um, is hard too. Both of them, yeah. are, I think, harder than the final boss of the game. Agreed. Although, again, final boss was was challenging. Um, one thing we don't have on our list here, but I feel like we can talk about quickly, is the uh, the transformation for the world. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, for this one, it is a helicopter, another another vehicle, which is just really funny and ironic because of the team that's making this and people's right. bitchiness. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really like the helicopter. It essentially has the same controls as the swimming mechanics, the swimming controls. You stay level on the Y-axis, and then you, know, you steer with the stick to go along the Z and X-axis. And mm-hmm. um, you've got some missiles or whatever to shoot, little rocket grenades. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty useful for exploring the world. Um, and the world, again, like we kind of talked about is big and open and empty. And I think we talked about this also before the game came out. Like it's probably because of what the transformation is because it would suck to fly a helicopter around if there's obstacles everywhere or low hanging stuff. I I, I agree with you. It was really fun. I I love the fact that I can like bomb stuff too. Like I had so much fun just like driving around and like trying to kill enemies and, yeah, like just Long going and up. trying to kill every inept in the level. Was fun. 
It was a lot of fun. And then you find all the broken, you can find all the broken slot machines to get coins, blow them up, get coins yep. from them. Not going to lie, I didn't realize you could do that. And so I, I was missing like 10 pages. Oh. <laughs> and I finally reached out to the people and I was like, I don't know what else I can do. And he's like, did you blow up all the things? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, that that was some of the first ones I got because they were so nice. easy. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I mean, they're super easy. It's just I just didn't think about it. I thought it was just set decoration. Right. And in such so. random places, I remember... Uh, my oh, wife yeah. Laura was like watching me and me when I was doing that part, and she's just like, mm-hmm. "Why in the world is there a slot machine there? That makes no sense." Like, <laughs> yeah, there's well, some really weird ones, yeah. like in the stack of red dice right. or whatever. Well, because video games. That yeah, is why. because this is Platonic, and they are known for obscure randomness. Right. One of the reasons we love them so much. Indeed. So, uh, anything else yeah, about yes. the helicopter other than it nah. being really fun? I think it looks really nice. It does. It's, it looks cool. That's a cool design. But yeah, other than that, no. Mm-hmm. So, um, is there any other sort of highlights you have of, I don't know what to call it, you can't really call it pages, but of the things that you do in the, this level? The challenges for the level, yeah. yeah. Um, it was interesting, the pig transport missions, there's four of those. Um, mm-hmm. I really didn't like them at first because I didn't get their clues, but eventually after kind of exploring the level more i kind of figured it out and uh it it ended up being really fun um flying them around and with the timer and delivering them right. to different places i don't know i thought that was fun yeah i mean this level is kind of weird because of the way it is all the challenges kind of feel kind of bite-sized in some ways so it's like not a lot of them really super stand out Right. Because to me, the whole thing felt like one giant pagey, the whole level. Like, I loved every, I liked all the individual little things you did, but I don't think I really have any big standouts or highlights from them. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of other ones. I, I kind of agree. Um, yeah, I, nothing super stood out. I, th- I think we talked about the slot machines and the Plinko machines and things like that. Like, those I liked. Mm-hmm. Um uh, let's see. There was a couple of the side rooms. So there's like several little side rooms where it's like use the sonar blast or, or use the reptile dash thingy. Um, th- those were fun and whatever, but they weren't like super memorable or super challenging. The um, One of the expanded ones, the one we were talking about with the door that closes or whatever, the very last section of that took me forever mm-hmm. to beat. Because right. um, <laughs> there's like two electrical fields across your, your path. And you have to basically zip dash, whatever, reptile dash, jump over one, kind of slow down midair, but keep your momentum and then jump over the second one and, and get under the door. Took me so long oh. to get past that. Did you have problems with that one or not really? Not really, Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I just kept hitting the fucking I, I feel like fields. a lot of the parts that people really complained about, I didn't have um, that much of a problem with. Like, I know one of the yeah. biggest complaints was... Um, I think the previous level, the, what were those like caverns? They're really dark. Uh, I can't remember the name of the area. I think we talked about mm. it previously, though. In World Two. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you, you go underwater and you find the caves, and it's like this big long thing you got to go through. I think oh, I yeah, might have just got really lucky. Like gemstone grotto or something, yes, but yeah. yeah. That one was. That's one place I hear people really complain about, and I was like, after oh, I got I past the first part, it. <laughs> it it took yeah. me. Um, like 
maybe two tries. Like the first time I died, and then like the second time I completed it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, di- I died probably like five to ten times right. before the halfway point, and then kind of once I got to that halfway point, I think it only took me two more times, but it was like when you die, you have to go do the whole first part See, again. But it, it didn't really memory. bother me. It, it, honestly, that was one of the points in the game that it felt the most like I was playing an old school Rare game. That's like, true. oh, this is the like, kind of difficulty that I was used to be expected to experience as a gamer. And yeah. it felt, I thought it felt kind of really good beating it. Because even though I didn't take me that long to beat it, it, every, it felt difficult. It was challenging. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I actually felt challenged as a gamer, which is something I don't, I'm not always you know yeah given. if that's the case i think you're really gonna like snake pass i, I know right. it's a total random change but <laughs> that game had an old school challenge frustrating but satisfying feel to it like nothing i've played recently right. like it was great yeah i need to, i need to get on that at some point you really should you really should it's, it's so fun I, it's not my fault they keep releasing video games and i keep wanting to play them and i have so much <laughs> that i have bought that i haven't even like touched much yeah it's so annoying <laughs> yeah that's always always the problem and i met, i got a little bit less interested in snake pass when i found out there was only like five or six david wise songs on it right because it's one like, oh. world and there's only like five yeah. worlds well don't let that get you down because the <laughs> game itself is really fun and challenging and it, like you're saying if you want those old school feelings of kind of frustrating but satisfying yeah definitely you should like I think there's a balance with it and I think where at least for me has always nailed that pretty well um, like there's a lot of really old 2D games and NES games that I just think are too much like Battle to- like well Battletoads would be a time I think they did not nail it perfectly that was way too hard yeah the, the difficulty was hard the good thing is that they were never like broken hard they were just like pixel perfect hard and that's the big difference right and so I think there's definitely a balance, and N64 and a lot of its catalog, I think, really got the balance of difficulty well. Yep. I think, especially the banjo games, I think DK64, at least for me, got was too hard in places. I know we actually had a discussion yesterday of people people disagreeing yeah. with that, but see, I don't ever think it was too hard. I think it was just mm-hmm. poorly designed. But yeah, I think to me it was a lot of the mini games I thought were too hard in that. Gotcha. And there was too many mini games. In addition to the the normal complaints, a lot of the mini games weren't that fun. They were a bit too hard, and I thought a lot of the bananas could have been, um, yeah, actual things to do rather than you know just a mini game. Or sometimes we'd be like, do all these things, then you get a mini game barrel. When I just wanted the damn banana, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah, there's there's a lot of yeah. But that, that's a conversation for our future Donkey Kong sixty four spotlight. We can all tear yes. each other's throats out on air. Yeah. Because that is worth ending. Donkey Kong 64 is worth ending friendships over. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, so, as far as this game, ukulele, wrangling it all back in. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any other little highlights from, from uh, the challenges? Of this I don't think world? so. I mean, okay. Yeah, there's first fun okay. stuff. I enjoyed the little races. I enjoyed the. Um, I think there was one that kind of somewhat memorable where all the ineps just keep spawning and you have to like break the thing in the middle. Um, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. It's one of the first ones you get with a reptile rash. Dash. Rush. <laughs> reptile rash. Reptile rash. It's some scaly skin. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah, it's pretty much it. Let's uh, maybe jump into final thoughts. Yeah. Do you want to start, Jeff? Sure. Um, <clears throat> similar to my opening 
impressions. Uh, it's it's a fun level. It's got lots and lots of little challenges and, mm-hmm. and different ideas and things. Um, it's enjoyable. It like like we kind of mentioned, it doesn't have as good of an expansion, and maybe just in general, in and of itself by itself, isn't quite as good. In it, I, I don't want to say good. It's not quite as um, expanse and diverse. I don't know if I'm phrasing it right, but essentially it's kind of just one big room when it, I think mm-hmm. it could have been cool to be different wings, with different themes and things like that. Um, but it's, it's a fun level. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And I'm, I'm glad that it is there. So yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. I, I think kind of just kind of weird at what I said, you know, initially with uh, my first impressions. It's a fun idea. I think I would have preferred it be something else because there was so many other things they didn't do that they could have here. But it was still nice to see, like, a casino level, something that I don't think Rare's done in their game before. Or, you know, Platonic, of course, is a different company. But yeah. you, you get what I'm saying. The guys that worked on this didn't work on a level like this before. So it was kind of neat to see them try a new thing. And yep. I ended up really enjoying it despite the bug and um, I think my second playthrough which hopefully will be bug you know this bug at least will be gone I think yeah. I'm going to significantly enjoy it more as that was the only real really big problem with this game for me was that stupid bug so right. um, yeah I I liked it liked the music a lot um, yeah. liked, liked the way a lot of it level kind of looked that was a really cool look to it um, really fun transformation. Boss, yep. not so much. <laughs> didn't like the boss very much. I didn't like <laughs> the minecart level very much, but I, I enjoyed the rest of it. Fair enough. Yep. I think that's about it. And uh, out of the way, I think it's about time to call it an episode. Indeed. Um, next week, we will hopefully have more about... The rare panel at the Revival Rivals 2017 Extravaganza. Yes. Whatever it's called. Hopefully there's lots of juicy tidbits and anecdotes that we can visit with that. Mm-hmm. And be sure to tune in to learn something possibly new. Or at the very least, live vicariously through someone else who got to meet cool people. Exactly. Now it means that me and Clay are the only people who have not had contact with Chris Marlowe. Indeed. One day. <laughs> Someday. Yep, One day. Cool. One day he'll sing to me, damn it. One day. <laughs> so, um, be sure to check us out on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and do the appropriate thing for each one of those social media channels, whether it be like, subscribe, follow all that stuff we are also on youtube where you may be listening to this because we re-upload there so leave us a comment give us a like and uh, do all those things and i think that's it unless you have anything to say jeff uh just check out our ukulele review also posted on our youtube yes that's there we're gonna do more of those you should you should continue to follow that because yeah we'll have cool content um, Alrighty. Yeah. <laughs> ukulele stuff is all over the place for us right now. So if you like ukulele, you'll like us. So without further ado, you all have a good week. And good Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.